This podcast is for professional voice teachers to answer the question, how do I grow my teaching business and even break out of that one-on-one lesson model so that I can reach and teach who I want whenever I want. I'm your host, Allie Tyler, voice teacher of over a decade and marketing and business coach for fellow voice teachers. Welcome to the Voicepreneur Podcast. Hello, lovely voice teacher. Welcome back to another episode. Thank you as always for being here. I'm excited to be diving into this topic, which is a topic that came directly from you or you all, I should say. (laughs) Lots of questions about this one. We're talking about creative ways to keep your students motivated, right? To keep them practicing. And this is a common question that teachers have been asking. How do you get your students to practice? How do you keep them inspired? This is something that I know as a voice teacher, I have definitely wondered and struggled with. (laughs) And I do think that age and who you're teaching and their background and their goals, that definitely makes a difference in this type of conversation, right? You know, if you're teaching eight, nine-year-olds, 10-year-olds who are going there because their parents want them to take voice lessons, that's a totally different type of student than somebody who is coming to you at age, you know, 17 and they're auditioning for colleges. So bear that in mind that obviously these types of things are going to impact a student's motivation level, so to speak. But we do play a big part in this. And I think that as voice teachers, we can get so deep in this conversation and specifically around, you know, practicing and intrinsic motivation and all of that good stuff. But ultimately, I wanted to just give you some tangible things that you can think about for your own private studio and then how to look at this with a business lens. What's really fun about this is these are all responses from you. These were the things that other voice teachers responded with when I asked inside of my Facebook group this question, how do you keep your students motivated and practicing? So I'm first going to give you the responses and the tips that the other voice teachers had when I asked this question, and then I'm going to pose a question after so that you can kind of think about how to integrate this into your private studio and how you can utilize this to leverage and grow your business because you can. (laughs) It's really fun. All right, so let's first talk about mindset. I think that mindset is a huge component to practicing, right? We want to make sure that they have the right mindset, that they're cultivating the right mindset when it comes to practice, when it comes to motivation and singing. So a few of the tips that the voice teachers had were, number one, celebrating all the small wins that they have in the lesson. This is a great one because we all like to feel good. We all like to feel good about ourselves. We all like to be complimented. We all like to celebrate the little victories that happen, even if they feel like they're nothing, just adding a little emphasis to how much of a something that is, is 
a really great feeling. And that feeling, of course, is going to naturally bleed into practicing and kind of amping up that motivation level, right? So celebrating small wins in the lesson. Another thing that you can do is get to the root of why they might not be practicing in the first place. And they might be totally open about this. Maybe they know exactly why they can't practice. It could be a time thing. It could be a space thing. It could be all kinds of things, right? So you want to talk about it. You want to have a conversation about it and see if you can come up with ideas about what they can do to change some of these things or alter some of these things. Maybe it's a mindset issue in and of itself. In fact, that kind of leads me into the third thing, which is something that I used to do with my voice students, and that was shifting the language around the word practice. I think that we have this I don't know, (laughs) negative connotation with practice. I don't know if it's negative. It's just kind of like, oh, like I got to practice, you know, this kind of like heaviness to it. So how about we change the word altogether? I used to ask my students if they didn't want to use the word practice, what a word could be instead. So for me personally, that would be like creative time, right? Or flow time. I don't know. You don't have to get all woo, but you can kind of find like language that feels more fun. And then of course, setting up the environment to, you know, facilitate that kind of fun. So shifting the language, shifting our label, our identification around the word practice is huge. So here is a question for you to ponder. What are the ways that you can help your students think in a way that supports their practice? What are things that you can do to help them think differently? And we're going to talk about how to relate this to your business in just a second, but this can be something that you journal on. So maybe you want to save this episode so that you can journal on it later. It's a really great prompt to really, again, leverage and grow your business. Now let's move on to actionable assignments that you can give to your students. So these were some of the tips that the voice teachers had. One of them said to practice breathing in the morning. I love doing this. And I actually did this with a few of my adult students where one of their kind of assignments was just, hey, you don't even have to sing if you just practice breathing for like two minutes, three minutes, close your eyes, just feel, you know, the expansion of your breath and what that feels like in your body, that is practicing. And that is just insanely helpful for your life. So maybe that's something you do, something really small. Maybe it's not even vocal, but it is something that is going to ultimately support their practice. Maybe you have them start off simple by just practicing five minutes a day. So I actually really like following the minimum baseline rule. I learned this from Brooke Castillo. She's a wonderful podcast host and has a life coach school and yada, yada. She's great. Um, I'm not a student of hers, but I like a lot of the work that she does. And she talks about the minimum baseline, meaning what is the minimum baseline of some sort of task that you want to do that you can definitely do every day. Five minutes, three minutes, 10 minutes. Everyone's going to be different here, but we want to go super, super minimum. Something where we're like, "Uh, yeah, that is like so ridiculous. I'm pretty sure that I can do that. So if you ever think that or your students ever think that, that's it. That's your minimum baseline. And that's a great 
starting place. So maybe you say, all right, perfect. You're going to practice for five minutes a day and that's it. And you're not even going to do every day. What's your minimum baseline for every day? Oh, it's two days. Okay, great. You're going to practice for five minutes, two days this week. And that's it. And I love this tip personally because what ends up happening when we do this is we build our own confidence. We go, uh, yeah, I can do two days for five minutes. I'm going to do three days. You know, we did our two days, so we do three days. And we're like, Dan, look at me go. I did three days. So we get more confidence by starting at our minimum baseline. That's a really, really great way that you can encourage your students to practice. Another actionable assignment is to simply add warm-ups like throughout the day. You know, any of the warm-ups that you are doing within the lessons, tell them to do it while they're doing the dishes or they're folding their laundry or they're picking up their son from daycare or whatever. Just kind of doing warm-ups randomly throughout the day is a really great way to practice. And then another tip that came from a voice teacher, and I love this one, and it's a very simple but really profound one, is to just allow them to choose the songs that they sing and allow them to choose the warm-ups that they practice. Now, I know that some voice teachers are going to be like, what? (laughs) And that's okay. You don't have to do that. If that doesn't feel good for you as a teacher, then don't do that. But I will say, as someone who has been teaching a lot, a lot, a lot of students, and as somebody who's been a voice student myself, we are not nearly as motivated to practice when we have songs and warm-ups we don't like. I mean, it's just that's just common sense, right? So (laughs) I know it sounds simple, but like it really makes a big difference. And, you know, you can go as far as being in the lesson being like, okay, what are your favorite warmups that we do in the lessons? And maybe we just do those this week. Or what are your um, favorite phrases that you're doing in the song that you're working on? Maybe we would just do those this week. So you really are shaping it around what it is that they enjoy, but it is still part of their practice. So much of practice is just starting. It's just getting it going. It's just building the habit, right? And I really believe that positivity is a huge part (laughs) of building healthy habits. So here's the question that you can ponder and be thinking about and perhaps journal on. What are the ways that you help your students practice? And really think creatively about this. This could be warm-up tracks. It could be practice logs, cheat sheets. Maybe you do some sort of gamification where you have like a reward system going around in your studio. Maybe you create binders and they have motivational quotes on them as part of a welcome package that you give. Maybe you have text message check-ins in between their sessions. There are so many ways, right? There are so many ways that you can help your students practice. But here's the fun part. This is where we get businessy. We put on our business cap and we think about how to utilize this as a business owner. I'm going to be real with you right now. I have a feeling you are doing way more work than you are getting paid for. And furthermore, I have a feeling you're doing things outside of the voice lesson that you're not getting paid for that you could be charging for. And 
This is not just to say that, you know, it's a time element. This is also thinking about things like their FAQs, like what are the frequently asked questions that they are asking you inside of the voice studio and how can I leverage that and make that maybe some sort of product or a thing that I put on my website or a freebie. Maybe it's, you know, positioning different upsells. Maybe it's brand positioning in general, how you stand out, right? Taking these types of things and then leveraging your brand with them. Maybe you say, I'm going to make a cheat sheet on how to nail your audition. And that goes really cohesively well with my brand because my brand niche is an audition coach, right? Maybe you create upsells. And actually, this is what I did. And it was such an easy, easy thing that I really think every voice teacher should take advantage of. So listen carefully. It's so simple. Just simply charge for the things that you're already doing, especially, especially if it's things like warm-up tracks or accompaniment tracks. So what I did, I noticed I was spending a considerable amount of my time outside of the lesson making these accompaniment tracks on the piano for my voice students. And I wasn't charging for that. And I never thought for like seven years to ever charge for something like that. It was just something I did until I had my aha moment and realized, oh my gosh, I should charge for it. And not only should I charge for it, I'm not going to offer this to all of my students because I don't want to do it for all of my students. I'm going to make it where they have to pay an additional $20 per month if they want, let's say, I can't remember, it was like two or three accompaniment tracks per month. And then I would just let the student choose. If they didn't want to pay extra, then I wouldn't make them a track and oh well sucks for them oh you want that track sure you have to pay extra for it so so simple such an easy upsell something you're already doing and now you can actually make a little bit of money from it wouldn't that be nice (laughs) so think about how that may be something you want to leverage instead of your own private studio And then, of course, this is going to help with creating content. Like I said, maybe you create a freebie around this. Maybe you have some sort of practice supplement. Maybe this is something that you post on social media. Maybe it's part of your legacy content. The ways that you help your student practice is so unique to you. It's you. It's how you organize and it's how you, you know, take these concepts that you know about practicing and building good habits and all of the things that you know as a voice teacher, all of the things that you probably even do yourself as a voice teacher. So utilize this, leverage this, think about how you can get creative with dispersing these types of ways across your marketing materials. I'm going to leave you with a quote, and this quote comes from Mike Michalowicz from The Pumpkin Plan, which is an incredible book. He says, business is not a popularity contest. Don't worry about having the most clients, build a business that caters to the best clients. This was a really eye-opening quote and book for me in general because something he talks a lot about is catering to your best clients. Who are your best clients? Who are your ideal clients? How can we weed out those who are not because they're really not helping you grow your business really at all. They're just draining you of time and energy and money. And then how can you cater to them in the best way possible? How can you under promise and over deliver? How can you stand out? How can you take the things that you're already doing and really leverage them? It's such an awesome thing that we can do as voice teachers. And it can be the smallest little things. It really is all in the details, truly. So go check out that book. It's called The Pumpkin Plan. If you haven't already read it, it's one of my favorites. 
faves. And if you have any aha moments that came from this episode, maybe you had an idea pop into your head, or maybe there's something that you're already doing that I didn't mention, let me know. Shoot me a DM over on Instagram at The Voicepreneur. I would love to hear how you are creatively motivating your students. Thank you so much as always for tuning into another episode. I hope that this was helpful for you. If you would like to dive deeper into growing and scaling your teaching business online, I do have some one-on-one spots available. So you can check the link inside of the show notes and we can chat about it over a 15-minute free Zoom call. And of course, the Voicepreneur program is always open for you. It is a wonderful community of voice teachers. We are all on a mission to break out of that one-on-one lesson model and scale our business beyond our wildest dreams. It's super fun. So all of the links are inside of the show notes. And if you can't find them, just shoot me a DM over on Instagram and I will hook you up. Thank you so much for tuning in. I can't wait to hear what you do with this and how you inspire your students. You are an inspiration and we are so, so lucky to have you in our world. I'll catch you in the next episode.